You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I am here, your host, Luke, along with Steve, and Vicky is back. Yes, sir. I am. I'm We're so excited. Back. We're all back. Yeah. Uh, last week, you had Tom Crandall from yeah. Um, Bethel. Yeah. That was nice. Talking about the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. The yes. sower went out to sow. Yeah, I just seeds. listened 10 minutes into it, so I'm not exactly sure. But it sounded good, the intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was good. We had fun, and we just got back from a pastor's retreat. Yeah, and congratulations to Mr. Luke Pollock, who yeah. is now the pa- pastor at the Father's House. Yeah. Got ordained a few Sundays back, and then then just subsequently went with us to the pastor's retreat. Yeah. We got away for three nights. Um, lovely place, about 25 minutes outside of town, and um, I'll, how many of how many of 24. 24 pastors at the Father's House, and what do you think the median age is? About 35. <laughs> We bring the average way up. They said it. We yeah, we would make the medium go way up. Yeah. But I don't know. It must be 30. no, it must be forty something because we have a lot of forty year olds now. We do have a lot of forty year olds. Yeah, now. they start at nineteen, now they're forty. It's yeah. Thirty seven or something. Thirty seven. Like I would I would like to know. Jeremiah, figure that out for us, will you? <laughs> Our sound guy. What's the yeah, median yeah, a- yeah. average of the pastors at that the Father's house? That means you'd have to know all their ages. Yeah, yeah just make them older. Anywho, take yeah. all their ages and divide it by twenty four, and you'll know the median age. Okay. Yeah, he's right on it. I we see had, that. We had fun, and we ate probably too much. Did you like the food? It was pretty good. Because you'd never been there for that kind of thing, right, no. uh, with the food? Mm-mm. Yeah, they do a good job at Mount, Ho- Mount Hope Bible uh, Camp in Forbestown. I think it's fun. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Yeah. But yeah, we had fun, and then we're at this weekend, the Fods House is serving at Butte County Fair. And Butte County Fair. If you're there at Gridley, come over and see us. Yeah. We'll be running the bounce house as a play area, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then signing people up for AV's Color Run. Correct. Which is September what? 24th. Wow. Third. Third. He's in charge of it. We are, like we are way too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you're hearing this, we have already been at the fair, so don't come. <laughs> That'd be fair awkward. is over by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> the livestock show is over. But uh, anywho, we're, we're going to uh, jump in. We're, we're going to do it. Did a, you say anywho? Anywho, I You did, did say anywho. Yes. Okay. I, was like, I reckon anywho. we should go then. Did you say reckon too? Sometimes. Uh, yeah. I was a reckoning. I reckon we should go. Okay. I would say we don't say it like that though. We say more like, "Oh, I, I reckon it's about five inches." Like we, it's like a guess. It's like a guess. Statement. That's what the southern people oh. in the south say too. Okay. We'll I see. reckon it's a guess. Okay, we'll see. Said a reckoning. Yeah. Like I don't really, yeah. I haven't had that. I don't think anyway. I've ever said reckon. Have you, Steve? No. I don't know. He's he's. Get going. He's he's yawning. Alrighty. Well, today we're going to be at Ephesians chapter six. <laughs> uh, this one's one of those verses that I think we maybe take a little bit lightly, and don't always follow as well as we should. But let's let's have a look. So, uh, this is Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus, and this is uh, right right toward the end of his letter. He says, uh, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord, Amen. for this is right." Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Go ahead, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> yes? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, this, 
this is one of those verses where it's I think in society today we we don't really know what to do with it as much. What what does honor even mean? How do you honor your parents? Are, are we we're very much taught to become independent and live our life and kind of leave them behind and families aren't necessarily as close as they used to be. So what what yeah. is that? What is that? What a what did it mean then and what does it mean now? Well, I'm looking at the, the definition because yeah. fortunate that you asked that. Yeah. Honor is high respect as that's shown for special merit, recognition or esteem, great privilege, good name and reputation. So. I imagine in this one, it's probably good name and reputation and on, um, also highly esteem, you know, back when obviously when this was canonized, when, when Paul was talking before that, it's, it probably means that you follow your parents all the days of their life. You're basically, you, you, whatever they, you do or say, mm-hmm. you, if your father's a carpenter, you become a carpenter mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you go where they say, I think. But I'm going to go ahead and bounce it over to Steve Orsillo, <laughs> the pastor of the Father's House Church. Honor is an interesting biblical word. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in this case, it's Hebrew, and in um, this case, it's Greek, I'm sorry, but it's quoting the Hebrew of the Ten Commandments. And um, it's the fourth commandment. It's right, I mean, out of ten commandments for mankind, mm-hmm. honor your mother and your father so that it may go well with you and that you'll live long on the earth. It, what it has to do with honor is an interesting word that we have turned into what I do for you. Mm. I honor you. And that isn't at all what it means. Well, even Vicki's definition confirmed, it's more about re- recognizing behavior in a person. Mm-hmm. So honor your mother and your father is, you know, recognize what's worthy of honor, what praise, what's worthy of admiration, what's worthy of credit. Mm-hmm. And so even, I mean, there are people who have the worst fathers who have a, don't even know their fathers. Don't even, so you don't even know who he is. You, you, you've been, a, you were abandoned at birth and, and given away. And so honoring your father in that case would be the understanding that his actions caused your life they gave you life Mm -hmm. and god gave breathed life into you your your earthly father you know donated dna Mm -hmm. to create you is his seed mixed with an egg and honor your mother and father for that creation i'm alive because of them and for that i'm grateful that's the lowest, you know, like that's, if, if nothing else on earth, if there was not another thing at all to talk about, if there's nothing good you can say, because even, you might not even know who created you. Um, but as we go, you have bad fathers, good fathers, you have totally absent fathers. I mean, there's, what it's meaning is recognize what's worthy and, and give credit to what's worthy. And Honor is a gift a man gives himself. Now, if my father honored himself, and he did in many, many ways, my dad, mm-hmm. I should recognize that and give credit where credit is due. It would be easy for my family to sit around and, and dishonor my dad. He provided enough ammunition. Mm-hmm. He provided enough experiences to dishonor him. But... That would not promote it going in the going good in the world for me or my long life. My longevity would not be promoted by doing that. There is no advantage to disowning my father. 
Dishonoring. Disowning or dishonoring. It's, there's no advantage in me tearing him down. Right. If he's a really bad man and I don't want to be like those things, I, I at least want to create life and make children. Mm-hmm. So I want to imitate him in that. He made me. I want to make others. Uh, there's got to be things that I can look at in my life. And if I've got my dad in my life, my father, my dad, I, I have no problem honoring him. I can find a, a myriad of things to praise, things to look at. I think Paul the Apostle, when he said, look on these things, you know, if there's mm-hmm. anything worthy, look on these things. I think he was bringing that out of his experience in Judaism, following the Ten Commandments, that that's what you do. You you find what's good and you you major on that. Yeah. And that's what honoring your father and your mother is, is majoring on the things that are worthwhile. You know, you get to an adulthood, you must have eaten all your life. And if those parents who didn't really engage much and didn't really provide what you need in nurturing, that you ate, they fed you, the, you know, if you didn't live out under a tree, they provided something, shelter. Mm-hmm. And so it's really saying that even if they're horrible there's something to it Mm -hmm. and part of god's commandment is that you as a human being look for the reasons to recognize your parents and the honorable things they have and are and that if if there's any good in me like i'm fast i was fast i was strong Mm -hmm. i was smart well i didn't i didn't make me that way it's like when he says why do you why do you you know seek credit for something that you didn't even cause you were born this way why are you wanting to be praised for what you didn't earn? Mm-hmm. And it's like what my dad gave me was this in, this way of thinking comes directly, you know, my mom, my dad. And just It's just I have a lot to be thankful for my heritage, yeah. DNA and all. I have yeah. a lot to be thankful for. And I mean, there I also have, like I said, we can sit around the table and talk about what I don't have to be thankful for, what was really goofy. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to. And I, and I reject criticism of them. I really do from my siblings and and their spouses, you know, my kids, you know, the family that knew him best. Mm -hmm. I reject criticism of him. I want to obey this commandment. And I, I mean, I'm not obeying commandments to earn salvation. I'm obeying commandments because they're God's will in my life. And so honor your fathers and your mothers that it might that for this reason that's pretty good promising right there go well with you in the land and later on it's described you know pretty in you know even harvest and all that mm-hmm. stuff and go well with you in the land and long life on earth and it's like that's you know that's pretty cool that's cool so honestly as i'm looking at the 10 commandments in the old testament um it's so it's so close to Ephesians, mm-hmm. you know, and oftentimes Stephen and I'll talk, you know, we, we, we read the Old Testament to find out who God is, and it points to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And then we read the New Testament to see who Jesus is and how we should live and who that makes us. But it's the fifth it's the fifth commandment. Did you know that? Fourth. It says number five here. Oh, really? It, maybe it is fifth. What about, no, what about, I don't think so. Really? Well, they're numbered, so. Okay, well. Okay. Sabbath seems to be So, yeah. So it says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And it's pretty close to what, you know, what Paul's yeah. saying. Um, and so, and so it, it's in the New Covenant, and I think it's a, real, it's a real principle that people need to establish in our lives. And like Steve said, you know, so many people we deal with, mm-hmm. so many people have been so broken and hurt and abused and 
rejected and abandoned by their fathers, by their mothers. Um, and it's like, how do they walk this out? Mm. How do they work this out? Because they have so much pain from just a broken father, or right. a broken mother. Um, and I think Steve said it. It's like, well, can can first we need to probably forgive mm-hmm. my father, and through deep forgiveness, my father and mother, <clears throat> because they hurt them. And even me and Steve being really, I think we were fabulous parents. Man, there's places in our kids' life that they're just broken. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are broken because Satan comes to kill, rob, and destroy. But I think first off, you got to deal with the fact that you have some pain yeah. regarding your upbringing, your father, your mother. Um, and once you deal with the, like really deal with the Holy Spirit and forgiveness of your father, then you can do what Steve said. But, you know, Steve had great, great parents, but they were broken in some ways, but they were always there. They always went on vacation. There's always food on the table. But for some other people, that's, they have no idea what that means. Yeah. They ha- don't have that. Their father wasn't there. There was no food. They didn't go on vacation. Some of them never left Orville. Mm. And so how do they get to the place where they can honor their father and mother? And I think, number one, it begins with repentance, uh, forgiveness, forgiveness of your father. And because identity comes for your father. And we are often lacking identity because we don't have a father who ever gave us identity. Yeah. So a deep, and, and, and honestly, there's so much hatred towards your father and mother in 21st century Christianity, yeah. be, and you think it's going to go well with you when you when you are so angry and hateful towards them and who they represent in your life, and the number one thing is that you have to deal with that with the Holy Spirit, mm. and you have to get to a place where, in private, you can just get all the hurt and angst out of your identity, and then forgive them from that level because the truth is, if you don't forgive them we've seen this time and time again, you will become just like them, only worse, usually. Mm-hmm. And if they're an addict, you'll become a worse addict. If, if, you were, if, if you were abused, you'll become even more abusive towards your kids because you just determine yourself that you're not going to be like them. Mm-hmm. So this, this whole honoring of your mom and dad, you go well, well on the land and you'll live, live for many days or years, this is really an important principle, I believe. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I talked to so many ladies, I have a Bible study, and I asked the ladies, how many of you have ch- grown children who are really struggling right now? Right. And it's like, it's, it's the attack is on our children. Yeah. And they just all raise their hands because it's, it's where Satan wants to go after is the kids of Christians. That's really yeah. good. I think that in addition to what Vicky's saying about you'll become like your father or like a, like a drunk. Mm. I'm not going to, you know, and you become a drunk. Mm-hmm. Or r- the rare case they become this anti-drunk mm-hmm. that hates drunks yeah. and hates people who drink. Correct. And so that's the other side of it, which is even worse yeah. than becoming a drunk like your father you hate. But here's the biggest issue about honoring your mother and your father. It is, it is, the, it is the, when you dishonor your mother and your father, you are dishonoring yourself. Mm. Wow. And even if there's no way around this, you were created in her stomach. Mm-hmm. No, there are no test tube babies around our, our town. And you were, cre- you, you were created in her belly from his seed and her egg. Mm-hmm. And so you are created. So, so the act of dishonoring your parents is the act of dishonoring yourself. Mm-hmm. The call to honor your parents is the call to love your own life, to say what's good to look at what's good 
I'm thankful I'm alive. How are you doing? Everybody says, I'm upright and above ground. Well, that's just such a dishonoring of your life. There's so much more to life than I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm upright and above ground. It's my life's the best it's ever been. There are so many good things in my life. There's so much to look at, you know, and that's the loving of your own life. Mm -hmm. The honoring of your mother and your father, even if you don't know them is the act of loving your own life and in the end result is loving your own life and and if you love you you draw people to you that will love you and it's just a, a wonderful cycle of real honor and yeah. learning how to recognize honor in other people because again honor is a gift that a man gives to himself when he stands up against the enemy, he risks his life and he's giving himself honor by doing so. Mm. Yes, he may die. His enemy may prevail. There's no promise that he won't. But he stands against his enemy and if he dies, he dies in honor. He risks his life to protect those behind him. He's honorable. He's honorable. And it's the loving of his own life. I lay down my life I hate, that's called suicide. Hmm. I, honor, I lay down my life I love, that's called sacrifice and martyrdom. Hmm. When I lay it down oh, for that's people. Good. And sacrifice and martyrdom are spelled out pretty well in Revelation as things that God will honor with great honor. Yeah. And place in a placement of great honor and, and love. And so... Whether it's this life or the next life, this promise that comes with honoring your mother and your father is a worthy pursuit of man to f love myself because life as a human being, no matter how low on the totem pole you are, there are things to praise the Lord for. I love Corey Tenboom's talking about being in the barracks with the women and their barracks was full of lice, in and the, the women were in the, concentration, in the yes. concentration camps of yes. World yes. War II. Yes. And they were complaining about the lice. And Corey said, I praise God for the lice. What? You know, just can you imagine lice, how no. miserable that is on no. your skin and in your bed and all that? No, I can't. Just misery. And she says, I praise God for the lice. And there are all these women like, are you crazy? <laughs> she said, well, think of this. The lice make it so the guards don't rape us. And everybody went, oh. Whatever's pure. I praise God for the lice too then. <laughs> yeah. The guards yeah. don't come in and yeah. molest us. Yeah. They leave us totally alone because they don't want to get lice and take it home to their families. And they don't ever try to rape us because they don't want lice. Yeah. Philippians 4, Steve, Steve alluded to it. It says, finally, finally brethren, whatever's true, whatever's honorable... Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. Yeah. If there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell upon these things. And only if you could say, I can honor my father for he gave birth to me. You know, he helped, he helped create Created me. me. Mm -hmm. If you can only start there with the fact that without him, you wouldn't be here. Because it right. even says of, um, of uh, honorable. So if, like, if we could kind of turn our... Our, uh, inner, our inner healing and our, and our um, issues around a little bit because when you, when you hate your father, 
it does not go well with you in the right. land. Your life does not go well with you in the land. If you if you dishonor your father, disrespect him, you talk bad about him, I just don't think it's a good place mm-hmm. to be. That's good. Yeah. So he says you heap disrespect yeah. on yourself. Because you're he, yeah. Because it's like honestly, you know, you, you you like you said, honors a gift you give yourself, and and you know, I think we're all can be convicted of this mm-hmm. one of uh, talking smack yeah. about people your father your mother whatever you know we're, we we like to judge we like to um <laughs> you know judge people's hearts and motives knit pick. Pick. pick yeah so does this apply only to um biological parents well non-biological parents it applies it applies to all leadership really okay because even though it's not the fourth commandment, it's, it is the, um, you know, slaves to masters, masters to slaves. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we, are, we are required to show re- that kind of honor to, to yeah. our leaders. And the non-biological father is really a, more or less a bumper sticker catchphrase in today's world. It's mm-hmm. not real. Mm-hmm. Jesus had a non-biological father go. named Joseph. Mm-hmm. And we know, picking it up in, uh, at 12 years of age, that Jesus went back and he clearly stated, I must be about my father's business. Mm-hmm. He was identifying God as his biological father. But we do know from histor- history that he, he lived and worked with Joseph. He was trained by Joseph. Mm-hmm. He was actually covered and protected by Joseph. He was counted in census with Joseph. As his family, his son. As his son. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus had non-biological leadership. And I think that's such and, an important, that's so important yeah. that people actually get that. Get that. It's, it's amazing that he was, he, Jesus was raised by a non-biological father. That's right. And he's Jesus. Right. God in the flesh, the Lamb of God. And so if Jesus had this, then, and Paul said, you know, that we need to follow and lead um i wish i could remember the verse i read yesterday that was so crazy about being uh he was he was telling about the people you're in charge who are in charge of you and um oh that's yeah about the and and he uses the word yeah and he uses the word charge of you Mm. and i'm like i mean he just says it Mm. to christian church that the men in your congregation who are in charge of you Mm. And it's like the things we learn in Christianity are handed down to us by people who live it well, do it right, Christianity that works, that whole thing. And they they teach us the way. Mm. You know, this is the way. And um, this is so necessary. Today, Christianity has become, I need no man to teach me. I need to follow no man. Mm -hmm. I need no man to lead me. I get to choose. You say what you're going to say, and I'll eat the meat, spit out the bones. I'll pick and choose, you know. And I, I think that this is so, such an important subject that both we have fathers, like Jesus had a father, teaching, training, yeah. working alongside of us, and we become fathers. Mm-hmm. And so I, am, I became a father... I, I followed my father to learn how to be a father. Mm-hmm. And he was biological, my dad. And then I followed leaders in the Christian church because this is what the things I read. Yeah. 
I mean, Paul gives Timothy this whole litany of offices that men lead who are rightly handled the word of truth, that are husbands of one wife and have their families in order, and all these things about them that qualify them to be fathers to the congregation. And it's so important that we honor our mothers and fathers in the spirit in the born-again life. Like Paul states that there are babes in Christ and they're more mature. Adult, you know, I wish that I could speak to you as mature Christians, but I can't for you are babes in, in Christ and I must speak to you as babies. I must teach you as infants growing. And he's talking to grown-ups, physically grown-up people who are not physically, uh, spiritually grown-up in the things of the spirit. And I just, I, I think one of the things causing so many people to move away from the will of God in their life, run off in offense, run off in hurt and woundedness, mm-hmm. is their inability to understand that this, this following and leading is like the only way Christianity can survive the 21st century. Wow. If he doesn't tarry, it will cease to exist on the face of the earth because every man does what's right in their own eyes wow. and creates the religion as they want it to be. Wow. Instead of following the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ as interpreted by the apostles that he chose yeah. in the year one. Mm. Well, it was actually the year 30, mm. but in the first year of his ministry. Right. Yeah. That's really good. So. How has it looked for the two of you over the years when you've had spiritual fathers and mothers in your life? How has it looked for you to honor them? Well, I think it's evolved. I think it's, I I wish I'd had the teaching that I have today that I had then. I mean, um, uh, you know, our first pastor was fabulous, and we did follow him. The one we had together was first the one, together. Joe, yeah. the one we had, we, I got saved, and we, we he, uh, Joe or married us. He's been on this on this show. Season two, episode three. Oh, okay. there you go. There you um, go. <laughs> and he just was recently too, wasn't he? I don't know. Anyway, um, you know, he was fabulous, and we mm. were so grateful. Did we follow and honor perfectly? No. I can look at myself and say no through hurts and offenses we probably didn't do exactly what we should have all the time but we did it pretty well and then we have we have um replicated we've tried to in the pastors we've had um we've had quite a few um immoral choices that they made so you know you always got to say okay i'm going to still follow jesus and and there's got to be someone you know that can follow Mm -hmm. um so what was the question just what's that? What's it looked like to honor them? Even and that's a good good question. I was going to get to. How do you honor a leader when they are not living up to? Again, it's the in their life. There's something good. Yeah, yeah. whatever's pure, right. whatever's noble. You right? know, and so I the lead, the one just before the father's house. I mean, he was he he did me great harm. Yeah. I couldn't believe how many people didn't like me because mm-hmm. he had manipulated them. And to my face, I'm the greatest thing there ever was. But to, away from me, he was just tearing me down. And, you know, I, I spoke highly of him, and I, and I even knew he was stealing money. Later on, I found out he was cheating on his wife, but he was a very poor pastor. Well, but you, I knew the Lord even convicted you, remember? But I knew one thing. to go back. I knew one thing. God told me to go to that church That's and right. serve him. That's right. And that, so I honored that. And, I, and I, I personally used all my talents, all my abilities, hmm. all the things I knew in the Spirit— I served him with those. Revival happened when I was leading worship, and revival happened in that church. Um, it was a spiritual move you wouldn't believe. Yeah, it's supernatural. And really cool stuff. And, you know, I I never took the credit. I, I, this was his church. 
And then he, he kind of abandoned, you know, he kind of abandoned the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of got rid of me. Mm-hmm. But the truth is we didn't leave like in all purity and noble and honoring. We so the Lord convicted us and Steve went back while later and apologized for the way you, you left. And, and I think that really did a lot because in your heart, you know, that we weren't probably as honorable in our heart as we could have been. We were broken and hurt and rejected and, well, you know, he, and it was he a lot worked, of pain. He did very hard. Him and I talked about what it would take to make me mad enough to mm-hmm. walk out the door. So he did all those things. <laughs> so everything I told him, he did. Yeah. And so it was like I actually said these words. So you're doing this. You want me to leave. And it was clear he did. Yes. So I left. When I went back and apologized, I left because I was mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got mad over that. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, that you would do this to me. And so later in a prayer, Operation Orville, I, re- I went to that church and repented. Mm-hmm. That honestly, it was like, you know, they're, they're not going to make it without me. Mm-hmm. But that, wa- that was the wrong-hearted attitude. Mm-hmm. But what's right about it is that even that guy, you have to find what's honorable. Yeah. And you have to speak of those things. That's right. Good. And you know, look. So, so the, yeah. So when you that's what, what you do with this dishonoring yeah. is with with people who dishonor themselves, they still have things that you can recognize, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to be able to go with those things, you know. That's good. And I think I think it's you know, it, yeah. We left. We were hurt. We left, and we got mad, and and then we went back and apologized, and then Steve didn't finish. But on Operation Orville, he went and prayed for that and felt great conviction and then release because of just setting it's almost like setting the bar so it's not even you know and that we're not our bubbles in the middle again Mm -hmm. because even though that guy did these things to him and did everything that you know he said that would be you know what he Mm -hmm. couldn't shouldn't do the fact is that he let him lead worship he let him be a leader you know um there's things that we can think of correct and there's people at our church there's a girl at our church who came because we were there Mm -hmm. and her life is extremely different because we were there and so you know once you get past a hurt and and we're not diminishing that there's hurt pastors can hurt you leaders can hurt you but it's it's what's your response to it? Mm-hmm. And some one of our leaders says something, and I think it's so good. It's just because someone hurts your feelings, doesn't mean they're untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. You you know, it's like sometimes when see, someone hurts your feelings, you think you just throw the baby out with the bathwater. So uh, honor is something you give yourself, and I think I mean it's it's an ongoing thing for Steve and I at, at the position we're at. Yeah. You know, just I mean, let's be honest. Pastors get a lot of dishonor. Mm-hmm. You could do you could do 195,000 right things, and you do you hurt someone's feelings and they forget everything. Would you I, that? Well, I would agree with pastors get a lot of criticism, mm-hmm. but that's why I'm so staunch in my need to do what's right because yeah. they can't take my honor. Yeah. It's impossible for them to take my honor. That's good. They they can get other people to believe I'm dishonorable, but. Then again, I have a whole cloud of witnesses that recognize my honor that I give myself mm-hmm. by by trying to walk right. You know, perfect? Heck no, man. But right, as best as I can. And, and to make, you know, make whatever choices in front of me that God's calling me to make, you know. That's good. In that verse, I mean, verse 4 here, right? He says, Fathers, uh, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And that's where does that come into today's world? You know, it's just like <laughs> their discipline and instruction of the Lord. Well, a great many people don't believe he disciplines or, you know, 
Yeah. But, he, but like, as Thanks. a, you know, whether it's a, a biological father or a spiritual father or whatever else, you know, that's, that, that, there's the responsibility on both ends, right? One is don't provoke them to anger, which I'm right. assuming means don't do what you said the other leader did, which was essentially, you know. Right. I think it's ex- doing exactly the opposite of what you're telling them to do. Yeah. Like, I make my kids uh, not dance or not date, mm-hmm. or and then I would dance and mm-hmm. date. Or not smoke and mm-hmm. I smoke. Right. Double standard. Double standard. Yeah. So that, you know, and then bringing up. So as for you guys as spiritual leaders, I think this is what you do well, Steve, and just to honor you in that, is that you you live the standard that you speak. Absolutely. And you also are willing to discipline and instruct people in the Lord and tell them the right way to go. I know that has led to some criticism. And sure. I think, but if, I think I've heard you say, if you're going to be, or I think Paul says it somewhere, right? If, you, if you're going to be judged, at least be judged for doing good, not <laughs> for doing wrong, right? That's it's right. That, that, and just to encourage you in that, but just for anybody listening to, like, whoever you are following, make sure that they are leading, you know, they are living the sound that they preach. They are leading you in the right direction. They are calling you to what the Lord says, not what feels good or sounds good or makes you feel comfortable, but really living a faith that bears fruit. Yeah, that's, that's really good because honestly, what it, you know, we've, we've said this throughout the five seasons, the five seasons though. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, you need to study to show yourself approved. You need to know what the fruit of a good leader is, which is on you to, to look at the fruit of a leader and Mm -hmm. see if they're, um, the stand, they keep the standard Mm -hmm. or if they just say the standard from the front and don't live it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and sometimes people can, can dupe you Mm -hmm. and we've had some of those and it's like, but every one of us need to know what Jesus says. Yeah. In context, yeah, that's right. to, to show, to, you know, they need to read Timothy and they need to read, you know, the <laughs> words of Jesus and, yeah. and what a leader is. Yeah. I mean, and then all the way through the New Testament talks about in Thessalonians and Colossians mm-hmm. about how we should live, you know, and uh, it's like, you know, um, it says, "Be here's what Steve was looking for. We request, you, this is um, Thessalonians, mm-hmm. we request you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord mm-hmm. and give you instruction that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Wow. Live in peace with one another. And that says, we urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly. So that what's admonish and really mean? Correct. 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 Yeah. Encourage the faint-hearted. And help the weak be patient with everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's a charge to to both um, Thessalonians six five fourteen. First Thessalonians. Yeah, that's a charge to all of us. It, it covers yeah. every person who's calls himself a Christian because you're leading someone. Right. You're leading your children if you if you have children. You so you are you know you are you know you're at this. You, you have influence somewhere. You have influence. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and you know the the instructing like the Paul expected people to do what he said mm. in his letters yeah and I think that all by itself this is he expected them to do and here's what he said if they, he says if anyone does not obey our instructions in this letter take special note of that person and do not associate with him <laughs> do not associate so wow. that he will be put to shame wow that's a lot Who yet that? do not regard him as an enemy but admonish him as mm. a brother there's that admonish again. Well, take special note. Take like, special. <laughs> take special. And that's second. That, that's second. I like that in yellow. Fluorescence. So I think he has. He's writing the Thessalonians from a, a, good, a certain um, theme. Yeah. You know, somebody in their church is not listening. They're he not might, living right. He might. He just have. Uh, 
have a little be in his bonnet. That might be in his bonnet for them Thessalonians. <laughs> yeah. You Thessalonians. Yeah. yeah. It was that's good. So everybody listening today, thank you. If yes. if if this has stirred something up in you where there is hurt and pain from parents, we just encourage you to as Vicky said, forgive that so it doesn't keep you bound. Find what you can honor and bless about uh your parents yes. and your spiritual parents and really live uh live out this commandment that as he, as Paul says, it comes with a promise. Like it's if you do this, you will receive this. And that's, that's right. you know, like let, let's re- let's not expect to receive what he promises without living out the bit that's required. The of biggest us. reason for doing this is that you, in It'll loving well. that, you love yourself. Right. You right. love your yeah. own life. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to sh- uh, plug about school transformation. Yeah, Light starts. Yeah. Um, you could do it from all over the world. I would I would suggest you do it. People say it changed their lives. Um, it's on Sundays. It starts September first week of september i believe doesn't it ninth or ninth second, um, second weekend what's was, the was, what's and then there's also permanent school of transformation full time full time permanent <laughs> which um come starts in september and people come from all over the world and they are part of our full-time school which is not just ex- exactly a bible school but it's more about identity and if you struggle with just anything we say i think the um you would get healed on so many levels with the topics that you've heard on the uncommon truth. And yeah. what's the website, Luke? Transformationschool.org. And so. you you went, so you went all the yeah. way to be ordained through mm-hmm. school through this school, correct? I did. And would you say it's just something that everybody should do? It's a great opportunity to learn more about uh, who God is and who that makes you and what you're called to be and do and what it really means to be a Christian. And I think receive healing and all sorts of good stuff. So if you're looking for something to take you to the next level or to the next step, I recommend the school. We have, we were just talking before the broadcast and we, uh, Jeremiah from Canada, um, his, his transformation was very, uh, you could see it. Mm-hmm. I would actually like, to, it would be fun to put pictures of before and after of people who came yeah. in and, and just see the joy they have and how their life has been transformed. Correct, Jeremiah? Yep, he said yep. Anyway, have a great week. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or would even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.